Big Better Best Books with authors, readers, and other endangered species. I'm your guide, Katerina Valentin. Come and join us. So welcome to this episode of Big Better Best Books podcast. And my guest today is Cass Thomas, who's written a book called Seven Steps to Flawless Communication. And welcome, Cass. Thank you so much. How are you this morning? I am wonderful. And I'm looking forward to to talking about this book. And right before the show started, you said that the title just came to you. How did it come to you? Well, it's so funny. I had been writing a book, putting together a book on communication for a couple of years. And I had even taken a couple of vacations to work on it. And I was in the middle of one of those vacations and diligently working. And in the middle of the night, I woke up and this seven steps popped into my head. And I was like, oh, what is that? (laughs) What is that? And so I forced myself back to sleep and I woke up in the morning and it was still there. I said, what the heck is that? And I got, it's a book. I said, yes, but I'm already writing a book. Thank you so much. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, but write me first. I'm easy and I'm quick. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, if you're easy and quick, what's your name? Seven Steps to Flawless Communication. Oh, that's not easy. <laughs> already, that's not easy. Uh, okay, Already, so that's five words, yeah. Exactly, Flawless yeah, so- Communication. And they just came out. It's a really short book, a um, really small book, um, not like the... 200 page book I was writing at the time on communication. And are you still, are you still writing that one or did that kind of fall away? No, No. it's, um, it's probably the material behind the small book, but what um, really in terms of flawless communication, what needs to be communicated was so simple and so easy. So that's what the book is. And then I do some workshops on the book that, um, you know, it is funny because I remember reading somewhere, and I, I'm sure some famous person said this actually, but if you really know a subject, that's when you can explain it to somebody who has no idea what that subject is. That's when you can es- explain it in the most simple terms. So you could say that, you know, working on that big book, you probably got such a good, like you really immersed yourself in it. And therefore you can write this short book that yeah. actually is receivable by so many more people. So you probably, that first one was like your immersed stage. Yeah, thank that. you for that. Yeah, contribution <laughs> to that. And it's funny you say that because a lot of people, you know, say really well-versed people, they're willing to talk to presidents and janitors and street sweepers with the same grace, you know, yeah. and not a distinction. So when we talk about communication and um, effective communication, flawless communication, anyone should be able to understand you. And if they don't, then maybe you need to understand yourself a little better. <laughs> and so now when we're actually there, would you be willing to just maybe tell us a little bit about a few of the steps or something that gives people listening an idea of what it is about? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the steps are quite easy and there's only, you know, maybe one page per step or two pages per step. You know, so many people were uh, saying to me, you know, how do you have so much ease with communication? It must be something that, you know, only you can do. And I knew that it never read for me that it was only something that I can do or be. And, you know, Gary Douglas, a friend, our mutual friend, the founder of Access Consciousness, said to me, Cass, the way you communicate is unique and 
if you were to write something about it, you could share that with the world, right? And invite people to it. So it's like, what is it that people have difficulty with communicating with others? I don't get that. So just in observing people, the first thing I realized is that so many people try to communicate, but from a space that's not them, you know? And then they go into, um, you know, oh, this person doesn't, you know, receive me. They don't get me. But are you being you? Are you, you know, like a friend Dane's book, (laughs) being you, right? Are you communicating them from who you are? Are you trying to communicate um, with them um, with the idea of how you should be, you know, or what you think they want, or just all in your head and really not present with you, uh, the being in in your body? So the first step from the first phase is communicating, connecting with you, right? And so the first phase is connecting, and those two steps in there are um, show me the magic, step one, and listen to your body, step two. And they're sort of tricks, right? The, the easy ways for people to connect with themselves. Because someone says, oh, yeah, just connect with you, honey. Just connect with you. And you're like, yeah, right. How do you do that? <laughs> so these first two steps are um, give you some exercises uh, to, uh, to do that uh, quite easily. And also there's a milestones uh, page where you can note right? How you've utilized the exercises and actually it's changed something for you. So you can acknowledge that you are actually connected to you and you are connecting with you and, and how those steps help. And it's, it's funny because one of the things and I've been working a lot with being you in, in writings for a very long time. And one of the things I've realized over the years is that being you so much is about creating you too. It's not like you're hidden under something and there you are, but it's really when they're doing this with you, when they're doing those practices that you suggest or what we should call them, and they track their milestones, they will also discover more things that they can choose to be. Does that make like Absolutely. And that- Absolutely. And, and that's what that step one, show me the magic. It's not about show me the magic, you know, that's outside of me. It's really you asking Show me the magic, reflect the magic that I am in everything that I see and everyone that I see. Can you open me up to the magic universe? You know what I mean? And the moment you ask for that, you begin to see things and, and people and receive them in a different way and acknowledge uh, that that's your unique brand of magic, you know, the way you see things, the way you see people. You know, so that first step is about, like you said, un, un, you know, unveiling, discovering uh, the magic and the uniqueness of you, you know, and mm. it's quite um, a lot of people think that uh, what they do is what makes them special. And yes, that those are your talents and abilities, mm. but really who you are and real and being willing to discover that uh, every day by asking, show me the magic every day, you know, and your body lets you know, you know, step two, listen to your body, your body lets you know when you're not connected with you, when you're completely outside your body, when you're um, not uh, at ease. So, you know, just listening to your body and using those exercises to play with your body, to have a conversation with your body. I always talk about, you know, people talk to their body, at their body, uh, but not with their body. You know, so beginning or deepening 
that dialogue and that um, that conversation and that laughter you can have with only you and your body, you know, only you guys together, which make up the whole of you, have some information, and, yeah. And it's interesting because the body really also shows you when you're not being congruent with your communication. That's kind of, at least for me, that's when I feel like I want to crawl out of my skin or <laughs> I feel uncomfortable, like I start, you know, moving around like the, the body is very clear on when when you're not really being you in your communications or actually even when the other person is exactly them in their <laughs> exactly and that moves you know into um the phase two which is really acknowledging when you're not being you you know uh, disconnecting from what you aren't it does Step three is lower your barriers, you know, because these are these constructed walls that we have. They're very personalized. You know, I don't like blondes or I don't like brunettes or I don't like, you know, dark energies or I don't like people from this place or I don't, you know, I don't want to talk about this topic, you know. So all these barriers there um, that we have, you know, and we've put flowers on them and decorated them. So we think they're nice. <laughs> <laughs> And there are personalized walls, but that's not who we are, right? That's something that we have constructed. Yeah. Uh, so disconnecting from that, and there's a nice um, exercise, which is putting your hands um, up above your head with your palms facing down and just pushing down those all that um, electrical charge that's around you. That is what a lot of people react to. So a lot of times people think, oh, I don't know why she reacts to me like that. Well, is she reacting to you or is she reacting to those barriers you have up? So uh, lowering those is really quite an exploration. And, and it's a vulnerability, but at the same time, a, a confidence once you've connected to who you are, a potency, a confidence. Yeah. And no, exactly. I just, one thing that I notice sometimes with people who are not finding it easy to communicate is that they're so busy keeping the barriers up that they don't even hear what the other person say. They they are so kind of busy <laughs> with the flowering and all of what you were talking about that just by pulling them down, not only can they be received, but they can also receive from that other person that they are, you know, that they would like to communicate with instead of already be formulating their next Exactly. <laughs> and it really changes the way you hear things and what you hear. You hear so much more when your barriers are yes. down. When your barriers go up, you they, you know what people are saying has to sneak through the cracks in the walls and you only hear half of it. It's so funny to re-listen to a conversation that you've had with someone or even a, a workshop or a class or a meeting with your barriers down. And you're like, wow, when did they say that? Oh, when I remember them saying that with an attitude, but actually they don't have an attitude. <laughs> that was my attitude, yeah. you know? So it's really um, um, helpful. And, and, you know, this step four with that, uh, you know, disconnecting is go beyond the veil or the mask. Mm. You know, we put on so many jackets and masks and um, hide behind so many veils uh, all of our lives. We're like trying to, you know, mimic yeah. people that we have decided have got the right answer or the way that one should be. And we've been so often trying on different masks that a lot of times we might get that something's missing in our lives, right? And we might even get that that something is us, but we have been so used to putting on 
an air or a mask or hiding behind a veil that we don't even know where to look. So it's, um, you know, exercise is about recognizing when you are putting on a prefabricated conversation or attitude or response and looking to go beyond that to see what your response would be once you've connected with you, lowered your barriers, what would your response be? And it may even surprise you. It's one of the things that the more I play with this, even though I haven't called it the seven steps, but once you don't have to veil up or function from the presets <laughs> that you've decided how you should respond, the, the response can surprise ourselves. And it may not be the same. Like it varies with whatever else is going on because we're part of this much bigger context continuously, like a much, much bigger. We're not just the tiny conversation we're having there, we're basically having conversations with the world continuously, even if we don't realize Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And once we do, you know, are connected with us and disconnected from who we are not, then that reconnecting, like you're saying, with everything and everyone around us is so much easier, playful, soft, potent, and you know what I mean? And deep, let's say, you know, yeah. and in fact that phase uh, three is um, reconnecting and um, mm-hmm. step five in there is engaging the universe. Like it's never just you and another person or you and a group of people. There's also so many energies available to you. There's the universe is yeah. willing to contribute. And if you include that, right, um, that energy, then so much more is possible. Step five is engage the universe. And I use in the Seven Steps book um, this tool of uh, access consciousness to demonstrate that engage the universe. It's called creating energy flows. And uh, I've got to say, I'm right. really good at that. And I've, I've just loved, <laughs> loved it from day one. And it really does show people, and I, and I show people in the workshops, and they get it just by reading that one page how you can change the energy on any conversation in any communication if you're willing to acknowledge that you're not alone, you know? And so pulling uh, energy from all over through the person or through a project, this isn't, this is communication also with your, your project, your company, you know, your animals, you know, and then flowing it. What is the, what is that engagement that's required to make the communication flow, you know? And step uh, six uh, in that reconnecting is expanding your zone so that Mm. you can receive information from everything and everyone, in-body people, out-of-body people, animals, the, you know, Mars, Jupiter, and, um, Mm. and so that you don't get contracted. And that step, you know, is so cool. Uh, when you're feeling anxious or even depressed, it's usually that we've, you know, collapsed our zones, we've contracted, and we're buying it as just us. So how, yeah. So how would you, you know, when you look at the zone, so you're expanding, it's been collapsed, which makes you feel like a little worried or concerned. And then you're saying expand your zone. Now, how does that work with pushing your walls down. Does that yeah. make sense? Like how how do those work yeah. together? Yeah, well, pushing your walls down is what you've done to pushing that which has locked you in, right? And mm. then you step out 
right? And you may be just moving through conversations without any connection, you know? So once your bars, uh, walls are down, right? If you are willing to receive information, not just from the person in front of you, listening to them and their words, but being able also to connect with anything and everything that will allow you to bring that conversation, that project, that business beyond what is in your head, in your uh, knowledge, let's say, in your learned bag of tricks. Uh, this step six um, and seven, and I'll tell you about that in a second, yeah. came to me once I met a guy um, and he was talking to me. He was a Qigong master. And uh, I met him. We um, had lunch at the airport while waiting for a plane. And he came to Rome, where I live, and he called me on the phone. And just by me saying hello, he was like, oh, my God, what happened to you? <laughs> So I was, you know, I had no barriers up. I was talking to him on the phone, but he perceived that I was isolated somehow. So he ran over to my office where I was, and I was working at the time with a woman who was just really, I was um, so disconnected because uh, I didn't want her to, you know, rain on me because she was just really quite intense. And he did this um, exercise with me of uh, expanding your zone, which um, just putting your two fingers, it was a Qigong. This is not the one necessarily I use in the book, but putting your two fingers, your index fingers, and you can even do that now while we're talking, mm -hmm. out in front of you and looking at them and keeping your yeah. focus on them while you separate them. But keeping your focus on them without moving right to left. Oh, without, without moving, moving right your to left. eyes right to left. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I get it. That's it very, is very different. different. That does it's like it expands the space. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and then oh. step seven, which is establishing true connection. Gary Douglas gave me that title. Mm -hmm. And is about connecting with the earth. And this exercise he gave me, this guy, about pulling energy up from the core of the earth, up through your body, and out of your head and reconnecting with the universe, it really is, allows you to recognize, okay, A, I'm not alone, B, I'm not in danger, you know, and I can receive information and contribution um, from everything around me. And in terms of communication, you know, I used to prepare, I do a lot of workshops and a lot of presentations and stuff. And I, mm. <laughs> years ago when I did even teaching, I used to prepare to do it. And that's so isolated. It's so um, stale and it's like in a box and it has nothing to do with, um, or very little to do with who's in front of you or what's in front of you and how that shows up today. So if you're talking to an audience yeah. or you're talking, um, you know, doing your business or having a meeting, what's up for people around you? You can tap into that energy if you're willing to not be contracted, expand your zone and the information and what you need to say to get them to 
interact with you and to receive you will come to you if you're willing to expand your zone. And I, I really love that connecting with the earth because it's just about, you know, bring it down to earth. You've talked to people before and they're like, oh, fairy tale. Oh, yes. And everything's lovely. And yes. And this. And yes. Bring it down to earth. Come on. <laughs> bring it here. So that, like we were saying, anyone and everyone can receive it because you're tapping into a common energy that we all have, which is being on this planet. Yes. And it's also tapping into what's going on for that person in that very second, instead of kind of following some kind of agenda that you brought in with you into the meeting or conversation. And I find it interesting, though, because I would say that a lot of communication books would talk about being well prepared <laughs> and all of that. So so you're basically saying that that's not the key to flawless communication. Exactly. It's something Exactly. Different. And because yeah. when, you know, flawless, a lot of, um, I've, you know, the book has been translated into uh, maybe 14 languages, maybe 15 now. And um, people always look for the word flawless. And in many languages, it's about uh, peccato, which is like a sin, you know. But um, so it's um, without sin. Oh, like a sin. Yes, exactly. And so I've avoided ah. having that in there. Um, and, the, yeah. and then so we found it in a lot of languages, effective communication, you know, is the translation. Um, but your communication is without flaw when you are present with it. Right. And when you do yeah. not have a barriers and when you are willing to engage everything around you and not be pretending to be someone else. And when you are connected with the person and the place you are in, uh, which mm. happens to be physically on planet Earth at the moment. <laughs> Yes. So then you can no, then you can prepare anyway. Sorry to interrupt you, but then you can um, prepare, but from that space. So it's a little bit trick of a trick because you can prepare and have your your you know information and statistics and all that. But when you're communicating from those the space of those seven steps, your communication can only be flawless. Mm. And and that word effective is actually quite like. Even you telling me that that's sometimes where you've gone in translation has now given me kind of a more of a sense of that word. I, I wanted to, because I know that your book is translated so many languages, and you have a motto that I've read that is, there is so much more that unites us than that separates us. So would you like to just mention a little bit how you got to that motto or why it is your motto? Yeah, yeah. You know, I've been, I've um, born in the U.S. in Boston, moved to New York, and lived in Paris and in Italy, and traveled really all around. And mm. I always feel at home. I always feel um, a connection with the people, with the land, and a curiosity, but at the same time a familiarity. You know, and it's so uh, interesting. Um, how people feel that a language, you know, I speak a few languages too, like you, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. um, how they, and I love, um, sometimes I hear words in languages that I don't speak or don't know cognitively, um, but they resonate with me. So there's no, so for me, there's nothing that is not home for me. There's no one that is a stranger for me. And it, it sometimes is a, a problem because I, I feel like I, when I see people, I, I know them. 
They're like, no, we've never met. Oh, okay. You know, yeah. even science tells us that the, the fact that um, one has red hair or, or blonde hair or that one is dark skin or light skin or blue eyes or green eyes, it's like 0.0001% difference. And we use that as something that could separate us and make us different. But what if that were something to celebrate? Oh, yay, somebody's wearing a different outfit today. <laughs> and, and, and inspire our curiosity. Because we think we are separate, but we really aren't. So when you take this book then, and Flawless, Effective Communication, whatever it's translated to, and, and I know you're on a world tour introducing this, right, in different workshops all over the world. What is it like to introduce these tools in different cultures? Does it vary how they can receive them? Or what? what is your experience? I love that question. And there is like a sigh of relief <laughs> every time. And it's so funny because when I started, you know, I did the first presentation of the book in Paris during Dr. Dane Heer's um being you class, his first class in Paris, and during the lunch break or something, I did the first presentation of it. And it's so interesting how attentive people are, because you're talking to them, and it's easy. And they are so delighted uh, to play with it, and play with the tools. And we do, I do that, it's very interactive. So it's not just me explaining the tools with each, with each step. Um, there's a, an interaction either as a group or two people um, together and, and trying it out. And they're, they're just so relieved because they've thought that they had to do so much and, and study so much and, and work so hard. And when they recognize how easy it is and how much it changes them immediately and how much yeah. access to them that it gives them, they're um, quite relieved. And, you know, I'm doing um, this with businesses also because it's a lot of, you know, at the moment, diversity and inclusion workshops, you know. But people have no idea what diversity is. They're starting from that everyone's diverse. But starting from that, no, everyone's, there's so much more that unites us than that yeah. separates us. It's a very different approach. And then inclusion um, is a natural uh, response if you start from from there. So it, it doesn't matter where. People have a lot of um, fun with it. So I would I would say, so you know we say that they have an ease or they have a sigh of relief, and I really, I really can perceive that. Is that since they get to acknowledge that they actually already be part of these, you know, steps to communication? Or what would you say about well, that? You know, I go through in any presentation, I do 40 minutes or introduction or, you know, book launches and or an hour and a half. So how deeply I go into each tool depends on how much time I have. But, you know, talking about that disconnecting and going through those exercises and showing them the various veils um, that people use, they recognize that and they something clicks in them. And so they begin looking behind the veil, behind the curtain, behind the walls, they can perceive it. And I, it, you know, I, I mention it, do you, you know, as you lower your barriers, 
do you feel that in your body? So I walk them through it. Do you feel the difference? A lot of people are yawning in the audience. Do you know how much energy it takes to keep those barriers up? And not only are you getting that information from you and your body, right, but also from the person beside you or behind you. So how much does that allow you to recognize what's going on with other people around you? So it's really like an aha moment, right? And then um, a desire to recognize it and explore it. And that's why I like to do the, you know, the two-day workshop so people can play with it. And the way they come out of there, people who never wanted to talk or who timidly speak, you can't get the microphone out of their hand (laughs) (laughs) after that. And it's like, I'm sorry, can we let someone else speak now? No, no, no. I just want to, let me say it in a different way, you know? So it's, it's really opening up a playfulness. And all of this is about, for me, it's about if we get that and if we're willing to show up as the uniqueness we are, that is such a contribution to the flavors that exist yeah. on the on the planet, you know? Yes. It's like it's allowing people to contribute to the flavors of the planet instead of being shut in. Exactly. Their... Exactly. Mm. And doing the business training, you know, uh, sometimes people feel that they're a janitor or they're a window cleaner mm. in a business. So they have no say, they have no contribution. They just come in and do their job or that there's a middle level management, you know what I mean? Or there are the board of directors and everyone thinks they're in a role. Yeah. But they, they to recognize how much you contribute um, to what is possible with a business. And no matter how large it is, it can be international. But if the, you know, the window cleaner is cleaning that window, um, knowing that those sparkles in the window will help the board of directors have a meeting that opens up new space and possibilities, then they know that they're important too, you know? So just recognizing that we all, there's nobody on the planet who does you better than you. Yes, that's it. don't waste time trying to be somebody else. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely nobody on the planet. Like her friend Dane said, be you, and that's what's going to change the world. So I'm really excited to, um, yeah, to, to share that with people and invite them to more of them and and see what they can do from there. So thank you so much. And we're actually running out of time. I'd like to tell people how they can find your book and how they can find your workshops. Where do they go? How could they find you? Well, you can find me on castthomas.com. <laughs> That's pretty That's easy. easy. And yeah, and the art of being cast on Facebook and accessconsciousness.com/castthomas. And on LinkedIn as uh, Cass Thomas, on YouTube, as, it's either The Art of Being Cass, Being Cass, or Cass Thomas. So if you Google it, hopefully something will come yeah. up. And my um, the book, the book is um, you can find that um, on uh, on all of those uh, websites actually on CassThomas.com. You can find it on AccessConsciousness.com shop in the shop in different languages on Amazon and the ebook. And my new book, um, which is only out in French at the moment, is called Dancing with Riches. And that also is uh, on Amazon. So, yeah, it's only in French at the well, moment. I w- but what else is possible? Well, I would say that as soon as your book is out in English, so that I can actually read it, because I don't read French very well, I would love to have you back. And we could talk about that book, too. So, so you better awesome. get it translated to English or 
you know. Yes. Well, it might get translated to Swedish first. I've actually yeah. signed it over to an American agent, and we're having today is um, the sixteenth, so we're having a meeting with the yeah with the American yeah. publisher. Wonderful. And it's a book that invites people to the magic of uh, access consciousness tools. So, so, so I'm looking forward <laughs> yeah, to that. So thank you so much for coming on and um, for a beautiful conversation. You have flawless communication right at your fingertips. So thank you so much. And I look forward to having you on and talking about Dancing with Riches. Okay. Thank you. I love you. Thank you for being in my life.